Buckle up and settle in for a full hour of automotive mayhem with the real car guy, master technician, Mark Salem, where the only two things we can't fix is a broken heart and the crack of dawn. To talk to Mark, call 602-508-0960. That's 602-508-0960. Now, once again, here's Mark. Well, good morning, everybody. Four minutes after the hour of 10 o'clock, broadcasting from 85541, which is up north in Payson this weekend. And I'm here all by myself, and um, the... Spring is here. I'm telling you, spring is here. The, all the trees are blossoming. The pollen is knee-deep and, uh, and lots and lots of animals. So if you're thinking about coming up here and hiding, then you can. It was 31 degrees at my place this morning. I'm typically a, a little colder than what they report Payson is. But it, it makes no difference because it's a, it's a beautiful day today. Anyway, that's from the Chamber of Commerce for Payson. Action Auto Repairs at I-17 in Deer Valley, and I've known Tom since 1983. Tom and his staff, they're well-known for really good quality workmanship, excellent excellent customer service, and a fast turnaround time. And I like that part because some of us don't always do that all the time. We have a tough time saying no at the front counter, so we take in more cars than our shop can process. Tom can handle that. He's got ASE Master Certified Technicians, which means these are like Ph.D. kind of guys in the auto repair industry, a master tech. I, I'm a master tech and have been since 1991, and you must certify every five years until you get to retirement age, and then you become a retired ASE Master Certified Technician. So Action Auto Repair, I-17 in Deer Valley, great place. If you don't have a shop and you live in that area, may I suggest that you go there. We've got two callers, and by the way, you're welcome to join in anytime you want. All you have to do is call the number 602-508-0960, and uh, Gil will say, good morning, what's your name, and you want to talk to Mark, and you say yes, and give me your name, or give me your brother's name, no one cares, and then he whispers in my ears that Bob is your first caller, so Bob and, and Ken's number two. Bob, how are you? What can we do for you? Um, well, I don't know. It's too early to tell. But I have a couple questions. Number one, um, the 2000 Dodge Ram 4x4. To try to find one in Arizona is, is next to impossible. The few people that got them or whatever, they want unbelievable amounts of money for them. So I had to work with a used car dealership, and we got one from Virginia. We had to truck it in here. I'm being told, when I, when I checked it out, the brake light was on okay when it arrived here now i'm being told by the dealership that's got it that it could be a sensor the brakes are okay but it could be a sensor does that make sense to you or could it be something else what color is the brake light um it's red okay um, i i i've been wrong before but that doesn't even make any sense at all red means stop that means we have a major malfunction. That's why everything on your dashboard that's red is red, and then we have a bunch of yellow stuff like check engine lights and stuff. So I, I don't agree with that at all. Um, I think red means that we have uneven pressure somewhere in the system. So when we apply the brakes, we're supposed to send about 60% of the pressure to the front, 40% to the back, and then we cycle that. There's solenoids there that open and close and dump the pressure for, to, to control the ABS. And so we have all this going on. 
and there's no way in God's green earth do I believe for a second that this is a sensor. And then the next question is, is where is the sensor, Mr. Technician or Mr. Service Writer? How much is it? And are you going to guarantee that this is the only dollars I'm going to spend to turn that light off? Now, here's the well, problem the, with... I can't diagnose your truck over the phone. You know that. Uh, okay, well, I've, I'm in the sunny soap area. They're, uh, what they're doing... They're saying that um, it's the a sensor. Of course, I don't know because I'm not a mechanic. They're saying it's the sensor, and they said they're going to knock off five hundred to a, to eight hundred dollars off of the price. Okay, um, but I feel uncomfortable about that. Um, but you know, it is what it is. Trying to find an O one Dodge Ram four by four at an affordable price. Good luck because nobody wants to sell them. It is what it is. So if you lived in a sunny soap area and you wanted someone to check this out that really knows what they're doing, could you recommend somebody for me? I mean, here's East the, Sunny here's, Soap. Here's the problem you got. The problem isn't the shop. The problem is is this could turn into be something really big that no one finds out till 30 days from now. And if we can turn off that light all you want, you can bring it into any shop in town and we'll turn the light off. It's going to come right back on. The real problem you got is is if they do whatever they're going to do, the magic wand they're going to do, they need to warranty that. So you need to get them to stand up and say, we'll take care of this. The light comes back on and we have the same problem, we'll take care of it. If the light comes back on and it's something else, we'll take care of it. Our diagnosis is right. That's the problem. You, 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 there's, this is, this is the... the you you can tell that this really make not you this our industry makes this mad and and part of the problem you have is is you got a technician that's talking to the dispatcher who talks maybe to the service manager and then he talks to the 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 young man or woman in the service drive and they're talking to you and you are a long way away from the the dude that 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 check this out so so what you're uh, saying so what you're saying mark is that I need to ask them to get that light to go off, and if it comes back on, I need to have them warranty it. Uh, well, you, I'm telling you, and I'm not telling you to do anything. I'm telling you this is the recipe for disaster because I've never fixed a car or a truck, any car, with a red brake light with a sensor in one of the wheels. That's an ABS problem, and that's going to be a yellow light. So the sensors on the wheels give the speed of the wheel to the computer. When we lose sight of one of the wheels, the ABS light comes on, traction control light may come on. They're both yellow, and that's it. That's a sensor. So I can't coach you through this. You can argue with me all you want. You either get it out of there and take it someplace else and have them diagnose it. I don't know how you're going to get them to promise about the future. I'm telling you the diagnosis doesn't match the repair. That's all. Okay, well, no, to come to think of it, I can't remember if the light was yellow or red. I really can't. Um, okay, that makes a big difference. <laughs> but a sensor, a... for them saying it's a sensor that makes the light come on, you say that something is wrong about that diagnosis? It doesn't match the red part. Now you oh, don't know okay. what color the light is. That makes a big yeah, difference. A, a, yellow, a yellow light is caution. Continue to drive. The truck is going to be okay. It's safe. I see a problem. That's a yellow light. A red light says, stop your butt now. There's a big okay, difference well, can, between those two lights. Can you recommend a, a, 
a, a mechanic in the East Sunny Slope area that I could take this to. Where is it at now? Um, it's actually at Cave Creek Road in Hatcher in East Sunny Slope. Is that a dealership? Well, it's a used it's a used car dealership. Oh, okay. Um, go to MarkSalem.com, MarkSalem.com, and look at the best okay. car repair shop list. MarkSalem.com. Okay, yeah. one more last question. What do you think of battery disconnects? I know the 01 Dodge Ram, people want them. There's very few of them around. I don't know why. It is what it is. But a, a battery disconnect, I've, I've had one before, and I had not. I mean, it was good, Okay. But would you say that is one way to slow down somebody if they want to steal a truck like that, just get the battery disconnect? Wow, man, the boogeyman lives in your head, doesn't it? Um, well, I, it, I can steal any car, and I can go all the way around whatever you decide to do because I'm going to crawl underneath there, cut the hood cable, grab a pair of pliers, pop the hood open. I'm going to close your battery disconnect switch, and if it's inside the car, I'm just going to jump the solenoid. I mean... This, the, the car thieves aren't that stupid. If you want, if you want to keep it from the, if you're worried about it getting stolen, and frankly, I don't know why. You, I mean, I, I don't, I don't know that that's not going to keep me up awake, and I have plenty of dodges. Then go down and have some um, stereo system put an alarm system in it. So when the door opens, the alarm goes off. When the hood opens, the alarm goes off. That kind of stuff, and and do that. Or better yet, you can have somebody hide a particular switch somewhere in the car. And and it disables the car's ability to drive or start. So we can, you know, there's a lot of us old guys that can do that and just put a switch, a hidden switch somewhere in the car that that uh, that that you have to remember to to turn on and turn off as you get in and out of the car. But um, yes, you're right. The, the the Dodge trucks are few and far between. I'm not quite sure you're why you're so hung up on a O O or or O one. An O one is the last year they made that body style. Okay. Okay. And I, right. I've been, you know, it's I, I mean, believe me, I've been looking all over the country, and the ones in Arizona, the people that have them, they just don't want to sell them. And if they do, if it's in good shape, you're talking thirty, forty thousand uh, dollars. Okay. Okay. I understand the situation, so it's not necessary for you to to tell me and tell all of us that used cars and trucks right now are at a premium. Everybody's having trouble finding something that they want, but. I'm not quite sure an 01 just makes my heart happy. <laughs> I would think you'd go newer than that, but it could be a price range issue, and you want to be in this price range or whatever. I, I don't know, but um, it's just it's. I don't know. I don't know why you'd pick a truck for a body style when the body style changes are so insignificant from year to year that they're not recallable. They're not something that's going to add or subtract to the value of the vehicle. So I'm not quite sure why body styles. I mean, we're talking body styles through the Fords and the Dodges and the Chevys and, and Isuzus and everybody else. So, But i got to run. Ken, you're up next. How can I help you, Ken? Hello, Mark. Um, I have a, a problem with my truck I've been dealing with for three or four years, and nobody can fix it. Um, I get a false overheat. Okay, let's my... start. Let me let me ask some questions. Why don't you tell me what kind of truck it is? Okay, it's a 2003 F250, a V10, 6.8 V10. And tell me what you mean when you say it's a false overheat. Well, the temperature gauge will sit around half, and then all of a sudden it'll go completely hot, and the truck will go into limp mode like it's overheating. 
But if I turn it off and then turn it right back on, the temperature gauge will go back to half. And it's fine. It'll, I can drive it for a while, and then it will do that intermittently. I can't okay. predict when it will happen. And it's not overheating. I've had the radiator replaced. Oh, no, 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 no. No, I, no this is question and answer time. This is yeah. not historical time. I don't care okay. what you've had done. Um, has anybody replaced the coolant sensor? I've had the engine No, it's a yes or a no. It's a yes or a no. The coolant sensor and the temp sensor are two different items. But I would be replacing the coolant sensor and look at the harness. That's what I'd be looking at. We do have problems with the harness on a lot of cars at the coolant sensor because of the temperature swings it's got. And the cool, if you short those two out, then we're probably going to show an overheat and we're going to go into limp mode. So, I, you know, I don't know about rod and the radiator and all that. I would have never done any of that. <laughs> it's an electrical issue, and the computer is getting a hot signal, and it's saying right. that the motor is in toast mode, and so it goes into limp mode. The question is, is what's telling the computer it's in toast mode? That's it. And really and truly, the only thing they can tell it that is the coolant sensor. It's right up near the thermostat housing. And so if I were you, I'd look at the wires to make sure they're not chafed, that they haven't been chewed. I would make sure that the wire and the plug is in good shape. Otherwise, cut it off and go get another one at Ford. And I'd put a new coolant sensor on there. And I sure as hell wouldn't worry about looking at a coolant sensor that comes in a Ford box. Because there's only a couple companies that make them. And in reality, I'd just go buy the cheapest one I can find. Because if you open the box on it and you open the box on something that says Ford or gold-plated, it's all going to be the same sensor. Okay. So that I would do that. Uh, and you think it could be the, the cluster bad, right? The wiring well, cluster. The, the, you, you gauge, the gauge cluster. Well, it, why is it that the, the gauge cluster just tells you what it's told to tell you? Right. How is it that the gauge cluster is going to cause the problem? Well, I, I don't know. This is okay. what people have told me. Uh, I know. It's possible. You know? I know, but they haven't been working on cars since 1968 either. All I'm saying to you is, is, is I don't want to argue with people who have talked to you. I, I want to tell you the cluster is a reporting device. So to have somebody go in and replace the cluster is, is at best a wild ASS guess. That's all. And, and, it, and it just reports. So the compute, there's nothing going back out of the sensors that go. The coolant sensor talks to the PCM. The PCM talks to the dashboard. So, anyway, I've given you the best advice I can give you, and I feel like I'm about 85% sure that that's what's, where your problem lies is at the coolant sensor. But anyway, i got to run. But good luck to you, Ken. Thank you, 602-508-0960. Take the Patriot with you wherever you go. The 960 The Patriot mobile app. Your Alexa, TuneIn, iHeart, and Odyssey.com. It's your voice of reason 24-7. Tune in to The Wealth Lab with Don Spini and Ashley Patterson. Now is the time to hunker down and start being real cautious and real smart. Real advice for real people going through real situations. We've got all the time in the world now when we retire and we want to be able to go out and enjoy that time. Make the most out of your retirement. Tune in to The Wealth Lab with Don and Ashley. Saturdays at 12 p.m. and Sundays at 4 p.m. right here on 960 The Patriot. Hey, kids, let mom help with your science project. This new mom wants her kids' science project to thrive. 
Too bad she hasn't cracked a science book since 1985. A metathesis reaction? Compounds, mixtures, and elements. Even this baking soda volcano is too big of an experiment. Whoa. Now she's completely forgotten the periodic table. Now she's burning a hole through the kitchen table. Burning with science. But her kids' love for their mom is truly transparent. Proof you don't have to be perfect to be the perfect parent. Don't tell Dad. You don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. Thousands of siblings in foster care will take you just as you are. For more information on how you can adopt, visit AdoptUSKids.org. A public service announcement from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, AdoptUSKids, and the Ad Council. This is the story of a very special woman. In a matter of seconds, she turned herself into a great mathematician or an entrepreneur. Her knowledge was limitless and still is. She could also make monsters disappear, especially those that lurked in the shadows under the bed. Once, this woman put back together a teenage girl's broken heart, which had been shattered in a thousand pieces, just by giving her a bear hug. She masqueraded as a regular person at work, but as a superhero at home. Everyone knows her as Gabriella. I still call her mom. Your hero needs you now, and AARP is here to help. Find the care guides you need to help, complete with tips and resources, at aarp.org caregiving. A public service announcement brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. Welcome back, everybody. 21 minutes after the hour of 10 o'clock, 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. This is what works best for the show and you. But for you is your make and model and what the problem is, what the symptom is. I'm not interested in what you did before because none of that worked. I mean, let's let's be honest. Why were you going to spend a lot of time talking about what you did when the problem is still there? But nevertheless, a lot of the questions I have it answers are uh, yes or no or I don't know. Those are three acceptable answers because this is a give and take kind of show. So you say this is what I got. I ask questions. You answer the questions. And again. Yes, no, or I don't know. Automatic Transmission Exchanges in Phoenix has been around on 40th Street in Washington since 1968. When you grow up rebuilding transmissions from manuals to automatics, and you go from the three speeds in the 60s and the 70s all the way to the eight speeds in the 2022, the fundamentals of how we shift it don't change. It just changes on how we shift it. Do we shift it with water, air, or fluid, or electronics? So there's lots of different things like that. But when it comes to transmissions, the king of the town, as far as I'm concerned, is automatic transmission exchange. Dave, good morning. How can I help you? Good morning. Uh, Simple question, I believe. Um, I have a 2013 Toyota Tundra, uh, Rock Warrior package, and it's an automatic transmission fluid question. Okay. Um, I started changing at 60,000 miles. They recommend do not change your, completely change all of the transmission fluid. I don't know why that is, or I've, do, I've done it myself and changed, changed um, basically uh, a gallon at a time is basically all that comes out of the pan and replace that. Is that a good, is that a good system to keep, do, to keep going with, or is it better to replace it all? Well, who's they? They said. That would be me. 
Oh, okay. they pick, um, you name it. <laughs> Not okay. the dealer. I've looked in my manual. I've looked at what it says. Um, okay, but okay I'm going to change your question. Do it. I'm going to change your sure, question. Okay, Mark, what do you do to your cars? I think we have a fleet of 30 vehicles. Many of them are custom, uh, company vehicles. But uh, what do you do on your cars? Um, yes, if you want to, you can do a a half service. We we usually do transmissions at 100,000s, somewhere around in there. But at the 50 mark, at the 60 mark, you could drain the pan and do the filter and be done with it. That's certainly acceptable. Okay. At 100, I'd leave the filter in there, leave the pan on there, and I'd flush it. And we're going to disconnect the cooler lines that come from the transmission. We're going to reconnect those to our fancy-dancy piece of equipment. And we're going to flush out all your old stuff and put new stuff in and we're done. We're not going to open the pan, and we're not going to change the filter because you did it at 50 or 60. And so right. you can hopscotch your way through life that way. Um, if you, if <laughs> you, I don't know why. I think, of course, you're, in reality, your Tundra's nine years old, so I'm trying to, 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 to figure out in, in my head on the newer model cars and stuff. It really wouldn't hurt you with today's synthetic transmission fluids and stuff. It really wouldn't hurt you just to service it at a hundred thousand. Now, that means pull the pan, change the filter, then flush it. And now we're talking three hundred okay. bucks. Okay. And so, um, and and a lot of us will do it however our customers want it. When the old gray-haired guys, which I am one. Uh, come in. It's kind of <laughs> like just feeling them out a little bit. <laughs> what do you want it? And where's your comfort zone? And at a hundred, I don't want to pull the pan and just put a filter in it because that fluid's been around the world four times. So I kind of want to do all the filters. So why don't we leave your filter in there because you did it, and let's just flush it. And and our machines are pretty s- sufficient, pretty successful in flushing them. Consider this: I'm pushing coolant in, red fluid in, and then I have a clear line on the return back to the machine. So if I'm pushing in cherry red soda pop and I'm bringing out chocolate milk, I'm going to keep flushing <laughs> until both lines are cho- are cherry. <laughs> That's what it all boils down okay. to. Okay. Okay. One last question. Sure. Does this hold any weight? Uh, other things I've read, if you flush the whole system, it will release deposits that are there that you don't want to have released. And if you do completely new transmission fluid, that would release those deposits it would cleanse it too too well per se okay, okay. Um, is there any truth to that that's written by some idiot who wants to sell a whole bunch of transmission fluids let me explain i'm talking to the idiot okay i'm not talking to you i'm talking okay. to the idiot all right so I got let me you. get this yeah, straight sure. the suck part of the transmission is connected to the filter and the filter sitting in the bottom of the pan, and the bottom of the pan is where all the trash is at. But the reason why we have the filter there is because if we suck fluid in, then the filter stops the trash, and so we get good fluid all the way through the system into the the torque converter, and then back out into the pan. So this circle of fluid, you're telling me that if I use new fluid, then all the trash inside there is going to go where? Where's it going to go? Gotcha. And 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 the problem with this is is we have shops that this is their mantra. This is They look you in the eye, and they've all been trading the same thing, and you can't argue with them because they don't have the other side of the argument. Plus, you're thinking to yourself, that's like your oil in your engine. You, you know what I mean? You, all the trash that's in the oil pan of your engine would just sicken you, but it ain't going through the filter. It's okay. It's okay. Gotcha. Now, a lot of it's going to settle in the bottom of the pan, and when we pull the pan off, we're going to find... S- small pieces of metal flakes let me call them flakes 
flakes of metal. We're going to find some trash. We're going to find a little bit of carbon. We're going to find some clutch material. No one cares. No one cares. There's no measurement. So you, there's no one in the world that looks at it and says, oh, boy, this transmission is 10,000 miles from just going to heaven. Nobody can do that. So, gotcha. so the, a lot of what you talk about is the chatter on YouTube. But when you go back, you find out that the guy that's chattering this is in a federal penitentiary in Idaho, and he did things to children <laughs> that he shouldn't have. And he's now an expert, and everybody's following him because he's telling everybody uh, how to handle their transmissions. And so, you made me laugh, and I appreciate that. Thank All you right. very much. Okay, I'm glad I could do it. All okay. right, have a good day. Okay. Hey, Edward, it, it's not going to serve right. We're going to start with just your question, because i got two minutes, but I'm going to hold you over to the break so you and I can talk. So, tell me what you got. we got a 2012 Yamaha a Super Tenere a motorcycle, and I've got a question about... Uh, when you a month ago or so were talking to someone with a uh, a car that required ethyl gasoline, you told him, if I remember right, that the computer will compensate for using regular. Would that be true for the system in my Yamaha, which also has fuel injection and electronic ignition and all the bells and whistles? If you have an oxygen sensor, then you apply. You're okay. And I'm pretty sure with fuel injection, you have an oxygen sensor that tells the computer what the heck's going on. And the computer is watching the throttle, and it's watching the RPM. And so the computer knows that at idle, I'm going to squirt like this. And when he's wide open throttle and he's drag racing the guy next door to him, then I'm going to go. And when I come back, I'll finish this conversation with you. But I understand what you're talking about. Meanwhile, we have open line 602-508-0960. There's four lines. 602-508-0960. Got a car question or an argument? I can handle it. Before Bamboo HR, <laughs> I feel like crying just thinking about it. We were still handling everything via paper, and we literally had paper stacked. It was all in spreadsheets and, like, folders. From the moment I started using it, I felt calmer. As soon as we started using the Bamboo, like, onboarding checklist, I mean, <laughs> it was extremely easy. Headcount, turnover, uh, years of service. Like, there's just so many different reports that I use at different points in time. I'm, like, totally set free to focus on the people to focus on development, to focus on team dynamics. It's freeing me up to do more of the stuff that actually matters in HR, which is interacting with people, learning from them, and then building stuff for them. Everything is in this one place. I can't even imagine what it would be like without Bamboo HR. We're Bamboo HR, and we'd love to set you free to do great work. Come try our award-winning all-in-one HR software for free with no strings attached. Visit BambooHR.com slash HR for this free trial offer. That's BambooHR.com slash HR. Did you know Raintree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs? Andy Val, the dad, and his sons, Tom and Paul, operate Raintree Auto Body in North Scottsdale. They've been around since 1972. Sure, they fix Kias and Hondas and Chevys and Fords, but they are rated the best for their ability to correctly repair the Mercedes-Benz. Remember, Raintree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs. They have a machine called the Select Bench. It's the same jig they assemble your car on. Raintree can put your car back to its pre-loss condition with 100% accuracy. Raintree Auto Repair is a BBB member with a plus rating. Raintree Auto Repair provides free estimates and they'll give you a lifetime warranty on all paint and bodywork. 
They use the best glasserate paint, and it's waterborne paint, so it has no environmental effect. For more information, stop by RaintreeAutoBodyInc.com. They knock us down. We get stronger. They try to silence us, but our voice just got louder. The new wave is coming. We've succeeded. People just don't want to recognize it because it challenges their narrative. It challenges their assumption. So they got to try to find a boogeyman. Brace socialism, they think it's great. If you want to go outside and celebrate Joe Biden, if you want to kick around a pillowed effigy of Donald J. Trump, that's perfectly safe. The tech overlords censoring our speech, right? I call this diet fascism. They say, you can't see this, you can't see this. We're doing it to protect you. It's for, it's for your safety. Speaker Pelosi was holding the American people hostage for political gain. This was never about what was best for the American people, never about honest policy disagreement. It was about preventing President Trump from getting any credit. It was about politics. Candace, DeSantis, Crenshaw. Really, the conservative voice has never been stronger. 960 The Patriot, a voice that speaks for you. Wake up and text. Text and eat. Mm-mm. Text and catch the bus. Text and miss your stop. Wait, 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 wait. Text and be late to work. Sorry, I'm late. Text and work. Text and pretend to work. Text and act surprised when someone calls you out for not working. <clears throat> Who, me? Text and meet up with a friend you haven't seen in forever. Hi. Oh, hey. Text and complain that they're on their phone the whole time. Uh. Text and listen to them complain that you're on your phone the whole time. Ugh. Text and whatever. But when you get behind the wheel, give your phone to a passenger. Put it in the glove box. Just don't text and drive. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A public service announcement brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Everybody, 34 minutes after the hour, we're going to talk to Edward, and then I'm going to talk about autodynamics. But Edward, on your motorcycle, we were talking about the difference in gasoline between regular and super, right? Yes. Okay. Um, I, I want to tell you a funny story that that's the truth. Um, there was a time when someone said that they could tell the difference between regular and super, and so I was a part of a group that put together this test, and so. And it was a computerized car that has a knock sensor and has fuel controls and, and it gives it more fuel when it's cold and hot. And we came up with some parameters where we were going to have the driver, who swears he could tell the difference, do it. So after we did all of our magic, then he drove it, then we did some more magic, and then we drove it, and then we did some more magic, and then we drove it, he drove it. And he comes back and he goes, the first one was the same as the second one, and the third one, you put something different in the tank. And we all start smiling because we hadn't done anything to it at all. <laughs> and, and it's been that way all my life. I've never met anybody who consistently can tell whether I put regular or super. But here is the science of it. In an exaggerated format so that it's easy to visualize, one molecule in, in regular gasoline, one ignites two, two um, ignite two million, and two million ignite two trillion. So it's kind of like a balloon that's popped. So you have a balloon in your hand, and you have a needle, and you go, boom, that's it. Super, in an exaggerated way, or supreme, ethyl, one molecule ignites five, five ignite ten, ten ignite twenty, twenty ignite thirty. So the burn is slower. 
So instead of just boom, it's kind of a boom. We're talking in milliseconds. In diesels, we have something called a cetane booster that seem, seemingly does about the same thing, uh, amyl nitrite or amyl nitrate for model airplane diesels. Yes, 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 cetane, yes. And it's supposed to do the same thing for diesel vehicles where one molecule, it's just a slower flame front, they call it. We usually fire from one side of the cylinder head or the other, from the left side to the right or the right side to the left or whatever. And picture a flame that goes, a forest fire. And so you're looking at the fire and it starts on your left and then all of a sudden, if it just burns slowly all the way across the horizon, that's premium. But if it starts here and all of a sudden there's an explosion and the whole horizon lights up, then that's regular. So I want to tell you something. Historically, in testing that I've been involved in, no one has been able to tell the difference other than just simple guessing. And, and that's why I'm going to be a part of a test or in, historically have been willing to be a part of a test as long as we have three, four, five examples to give somebody, especially an odd number. So that they have to have their hand on, hang their head on one or the other. But I have, um, I have a twin turboed Corvette, a Z06 Corvette. I only run premium in it because the motor is so doggone expensive. I was told by my son that one of my daughter-in-laws put regular in it, and when he drove it, Dad, it rattled on me. But I also know his foot is really heavy. So I said, what'd you do? And he goes, I just diluted it with some more premium, and it went away. But then I said to him, well, what about when was the circumstances when it rattled? And he goes, well, he says, I was going clear up north to Flagstaff to drop off my wife at her mother's house and he says and so it was going up those hills and I'm thinking okay the car's hot it's a hot day the engine temperature's up high and it rattled a little bit and so then when he got to Flagstaff he filled it with premium and he came back home and he said it wasn't there we're talking about two stretches of highway aren't that aren't the same one of them's uphill from the hot to the cooler and one of them's downhill from the cooler to the hot and so I I just, from my opinion, most people can't tell, and if you can't tell, there's no reason to spend the money. So the next question is, is of all the vehicles that I own, how many do I put premium gasoline in, and, and it's the only one is that Corvette, and it's just because it's a, it's a twin-turboed um, six-liter, and it's a very expensive motor, and I don't want to take the chance. <laughs> Does that make sense? Well, I think I heard something about that Corvette before, and I can understand your respect for the cost of things, because I respect the cost of things. But uh, with mine, it's supposed to also have a switch from sport to touring, where I do get substantially more power in the sport switch mode in my whatever the electronic magic is inside. And, and, and I can do that with the toggle switch on just about any electronic car by by taking the coolant sensor and feeding a signal different. For instance, the coolant sensor says that the coolant is 220 degrees, okay? And and everything is fine there. But if I tell the computer that the coolant says that the coolant's really cold, it's going to enrich the mixture, add more fuel to the engine to make it warm up faster. Are you getting me? <laughs> so, if you want it to run richer, you change the coolant sensor signal to cold and not to hot. So, there are a variety of ways that you can mess with the computer and feed it information to make it turn on the faucet all the way under the appropriate 
um, appropriate circumstances. When your foot's on the floor and somebody's next door and you're on your way down I-10 and there's no one else on the road and it's 3 o'clock in the morning and you're only going to race for like two seconds. Oh, this is a rocket ship. It's way more power than I need. If I'd <laughs> okay. had one of these when I was a kid, I'd have killed myself. <laughs> and and so you it, and I it's are... It's a whole different thing than anything I need. The other question related to that is back when I had an ancient Datsun, it had an adjustable ignition timing thing, and if I had a, a crummy gas in there, it was running full throttle, it would ping. And I could it, the pre-ignition detonation kind of problem. Is that something that's going to be audible on a motorcycle if it is detonating? No, you won't hear it. You, it's going to be very, very difficult to hear it. Um, very difficult to hear just because of the noise, because of the wind, because your helmet's on your head, because your your ears are sitting in holes inside your head. It'll be very, very difficult to hear. But if it's tuned right and it has the right spark plug in it and you want to use regular unleaded gas, then I think what's really going to harm you is it's the wide open throttle, shift two, wide open throttle, shift three, shift four, shift five, wide open throttle throughout that entire range. That's where you're going to pop the motor by being stupid. If yeah, it's going to happen. Over 140 mile an hour last time I went crazy. Okay, okay. All right. Well, I won't ask you for your name, address, and phone number for the policemen that are going to knock on your door in the near future, okay? Thank you for such a great show. I sure appreciate it across the years. The other question I had is uh, I can't physically work on my bike anymore. I I used to do a lot of stuff on the old school bikes anymore. I'm I'm just not strong to get up and down and back and forth. And I'm wondering, is there a shop you could recommend in north central Phoenix for a valve adjustment? Um, I'm going to have you send me an email, mark at marksalem.com, mark at marksalem.com, and I will have an answer for you on, on Monday or Tuesday. I, I need to call a couple of shops and their old motorcycle guys. Hey, do you want to do a valve adjustment on a, on a 12 Honda? What, now, what's the model number of the uh, Yamaha? Y- oh, the Super Tenere. It's Super. their 1200 parallel twin dual sport bike with uh, all the electronics in it. Okay. And it's an so dual sport means on and off road. I know a couple of guys that ride those on a regular basis, so I'm going to call them too, but you send me an email so we can communicate that way, okay? Thank you very much, right. Mark. You bet. We're going to take a break and we'll be back right after this. Take the Patriot with you wherever you go. The 960 the Patriot mobile app. Your Alexa, TuneIn, iHeart and odyssey.com. It's your voice of reason 24/7. Rates continue to rise. Please protect yourself and let our friends at American Financing review your finances, especially your high-interest debt. You cannot let those balances grow or those interest charges compound. Take care of it now so you can be financially set for the future. It could save you up to $1,000 a month when you call 800-906-2440 or visit AmericanFinancing.net. NMLS 182334, NMLS When I have an asthma attack, I feel scared. It's like tiny nails in the air poke my lungs. I start to cough. Sometimes I, my parents have to take me to the hospital. Today, one out of 13 children suffer from some form of asthma. 
accounting for nearly one-third of all emergency room visits. I feel like I'm choking. It's kind of like an elephant is on my chest. A little whistle sound comes out when I breathe. But while your child may suffer from asthma, asthma doesn't have to make your child suffer. There are simple ways you can prevent your child's next attack. To learn more, call 1-866-NO-ATTACKS. That's 1-866-662-8822. Log on to www.noattacks.org or call your doctor. Because even one attack is one too many. I feel like a fish with no water. Brought to you by the EPA, the Ad Council, and this station. So when it comes to car repair, Auto Dynamics is the only shop in Sun City that I can recommend. Folks, there's probably lots of good shops, but for me to recommend them, I have to do a lot of work with respect to their history and knowing the owner and knowing, you know, kind of what their what their market is and, and, and how long they've been in business. And I look at their Google complaints and the, people can look at mine too. All that kind of stuff goes on. But but Sun City's a tough place, but Autodynamics fits the bill just fine. So they're on the north side of Grand, just west of 99th Avenue, a place that, and I've known Chuck, the owner, since 1968. So it's been a long time. He does a good work, and his, so does his staff. Let's go back to the phones. David, thank you for holding. How can I help you? Good morning, Mark. How are you doing? I'm good. Good. Thank you. Um, I've got a couple questions. One is a car question, and one is a compliment uh, to a shop. Okay. Um, my car question is, I have a 77 Chevelle, and I don't know if I'm having a fuel sending unit issue. Um, one day I, I was driving it, and I, it was down to about a half a tank, and I come to a stop, and then all of a sudden the gauge just goes all the way to full, and it just stayed there and stayed there. It wouldn't move back. And ever since then, it, it's just been hovering on a half a tank. And so I, I got underneath the tank and kind of started pounding on it. And it feels like it's almost empty or close to empty, but I'm, I'm not sure. Okay. Well, one of the things that we would do as an industry is the first thing we're going to do is we're going to follow the wiring harness from the top of the tank all the way to where it goes through the through the, the firewall. And we're going to make sure that we don't have any wires that are broken or sitting close to or on the exhaust because that's what happens sometimes. So when we ground one side or the other of the wire signal, then we usually go either full hot or full cold or full full or empty. So the extremes on the gauges. Um, the other thing you can do is is go in and fill it up and see if the gauge moves. If it doesn't move, then clearly you have a sending unit problem. And now you've got a problem because the tank is full, and nobody wants to change the sending unit when you bring it in with the tank full. So you're going to have to drive it down to about a quarter of a tank to take it in. And and most of us uh-huh. will be happy to embrace to, to, to pull that tank for you and replace the sending unit. And we're not going to have a problem finding one either. Okay. But All if right. you, I think you um, exercise it, I think you exercise the sending unit by um, filling it up, and then just kind of keep track of your miles and so forth. 
and and then and then you know that if you have a 16 gallon tank or an 18 gallon tank so think get to where you think you're at a half tank then fill it back up again and if you are at a half a tank and the gauge didn't move then either the gauge or the sender's bad we go back to the sender find the right wire ground it the gauge will go to an extreme full let go the grade goes to empty so we know the gauge can see the parameters we know the sender's bad that's part of the checkout okay okay all right um, all right uh, the, my other question is, um, I called, one day I called Phoenix Body Works, okay. and I heard that uh, Greg had sold sold the business, and I don't know if, if, if that's true or not, or if you still have uh, Phoenix Body Work on your um, list of um, shops. I don't. Um, but I'd like to, you don't, Okay. I would just like to thank Greg. Um, I took my car down um, to him, and I had some transmission work done at, uh, with Alger. And I go, and I need to, I said, I need to bring my car to you, but I have to walk um, in June. And he goes, well, hold on. I'll give you a bottle of water, and, and I'll run you over to Alger's uh, shop, and you can bring the car over to my shop and i said well thank you very much and you know he did compliment lg he said he was a really nice guy and he does really good work um and greg has really done some work on our cars prior with um um repairs too so i okay. just like to you know thank all everything he's done okay um I'll, i'm going to cut this out because i i noticed i i've i've taped your I, I taped the whole show anyway and i'll send it to greg but greg's retired he did sell his shop the shop is no longer on my list because it's part of a group of shops and historically that doesn't work for me so if you give one shop certification that's on the best mark salem's best car repair shops now all of a sudden you got six shops that are bragging about being on mark salem's best car repair shop so it doesn't work let me com- comment real quick about alger Alger started to work for me when he was 16 years old. He started working at Awatuki Mobile in Awatuki, and I was the manager of the mobile station. Alger was into transmissions early. He is one of of two guys in this valley that know so much about transmissions. Him, and and um, he he is just an amazing person. He's the worst businessman in the world because he doesn't know how to say no. He's the worst businessman in the world because he misses all of his time frames. <laughs> but he builds old and new alike. So he is a very good shop. The name of the shop is A&S Transmissions. Then it stands for Alger and Shelley, A&S. Or it stands for Automatic and Standards. He'll never tell anybody. But i got to run. Blaine, you're up next. How can I help you, Blaine? Yeah, yeah good morning. Hey, I've got a 1999 GMC Safari, 126,000 miles. The engine light did not come on, and the motor mounts have been replaced. My problem is I can feel the transmission shifting gear around 40, 42 miles an hour. And yesterday at this speed, the shifting was very rough, like I suddenly hit a rough, hit, hit a lot of pot marks in the road. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I slowed down and come home because I didn't want to be towed in. Okay. So. Can um, You got somebody that you can trust to, uh, to, to do something inside the car and not kill you if you're laying next to it? Alger. No, no, no. Can't do oh. that. No, okay. no. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I just heard you talk about Alger. That's why I said that. 
<laughs> um, here, here's what I would do, and I think all the old, old it, it, this is pretty universal. We're going to get in your safari, and we're going to crawl underneath the front of it, and we're going to trust the driver, one of our guys is the driver. He's going to put his foot firmly on the brake. He's going to put it in drive, and he's going to kind of go, rapa, rapa, and it should lift that pass, the driver's side mount up and down. Up and down. We're going to check to see if it's broken. Then I'm going to put it. The motor mounts have been replaced. Okay. Okay. Then I'm going to do the same thing on the passenger side, and I'm going to look at the reverse. So I'm going to look at the reverse because it's going to lift up and go down. Then I'm going to go to the tranny mount, and I'm going to put it in drive and hold my foot on the brake, and I'm going to throttle it up pretty hard, and I'm going to see if that back tranny mount's intact. That's how we do it. So a good, keen eye can figure that out. Who does your oil changes? Oh God! I only drive a thousand miles a year, so. Uh, okay. So, okay. Uh, uh, Wilhelm. Wilhelm. Okay. Guy. I, okay. If you and 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 another thing too is is when you feel this transmission vibration that's being transmitted through the car, the real question is is what do you do to stop it? Do you go from neutral to drive, or do you go from neutral to reverse, or do you go from drive to reverse, or reverse to drive? If you can answer that question, if you if you can make it go away by moving the shifter around and you've already replaced the two engine mounts, then it, it has to be a rear mount. It has to be the tranny tail tail shaft mount. It has to be. So it's it's and then you know, you do you have a floor jack at home maybe? Uh, I'm going on 89. I don't do any of this stuff. Okay. Well, how about your wife? Can't she crawl underneath there with a floor jack? I'm teasing you. I'm teasing I, you. I know, I know. Um um, most of us would put a floor jack underneath there and just crawl underneath there, and just one of our buddies would jack it up a little bit, and and then if the mount, if the back of the tranny separates from the mount, it's broken. Okay. You, you, you used to refer me to a shop on Thunderbird, about 85th Avenue. Is he still on your list? Um, that was Tom Fletcher's Thunderbird Auto. Um, yeah. When when he sold, um, I, I, I the, the, my my endorsement doesn't transfer, but I can tell you this much. Um, I can tell you that. Oftentimes, I do have complaints um, after the fact, and it's sold, and I've never had a complaint on that shop. Never. Never. And so I think that says a lot for the shop, but there's also Harkers at 38th Avenue and Indian School that wouldn't have any problem with this either, depending on where you live. But yes, that um, that one out there uh, that used to be Tom Fletcher's um, is a good shop at this particular point. Do you have his phone number? Because I don't have one of these phones that gives the phone numbers out. The telephone numbers are all wrong in the book. Um, as far as Tom or the shop? Uh, no, the, the shop. I'll take the shop over over there. Okay. Can I offer you this? Would you email me? Um, your... I don't have that. Okay. <laughs> okay, then. Okay. Oh, wait. I got plan B. Okay. Um, can you write down a phone number? Got it. Okay. You're going to call 480-598-1234. You're going to ask for my daughter, Andy. Okay. And you're going to give her some way to get a hold of me, that I can get a hold of you. <laughs> okay? Some way. Okay. If you want to give her, and I promise not to give it to anybody else, but okay. uh, I'll call Tom Monday morning, and then I'll find out the name of the shop. I'll get all the information. Andy's going to call me and say, hey, um, Blaine called and left this information, and then I'm going to call you at home, and I'm going to tell you. Okay. I'll have a plan B, too. I'll okay. have my daughter drive me over there, and I'll find out where he's at. Okay, I'll help you either way, okay? Okay, okay. All right, thank you, Thank Blaine. you very much. You're welcome. Bye-bye. Oh, boy. Today has been, and we, all right, I'm te- I'm ready. Give me, give it to me. Say hello to John. John, good morning. <laughs> good morning, Mark. 
Hey, I've got a 2006 Honda Accent 4.1 liter engine. It's my daughter's car. I don't know what the mileage is on it. It had just put in a new alternator, and since that's been put in, it is not uh, running properly. It's running intermittently. Um, it threw no codes, but it will not jump start uh, with the wires on the battery or the wires off of the battery. The flashlights will not turn on when you go to ignite your key um, switch. Um, I'm, I'm going through my notes here real quick. And I moved some wires around underneath. It ran for a couple of days, stopped, gave her nothing. She went in yesterday, turned it on, it ran. Today, it's not doing anything at all. What might I look for, please? Um, this all started with a battery, quote-unquote, area issue, right? Yeah, I'm, I'm guess so, yeah, because it okay. went from battery to alternator. Battery is only six months old, and it's been bench-tested also in the spine. Okay. I'm quite sure that someone, if you look around the positive and negative areas of the battery, I'm quite sure that you're going to find some, there's going to be multiple cables that go to the positive side. The negative probably has two cables, a big fat one that goes directly to the motor, and then it's going to have another one that's going to go to the fender well. So there'll be two grounds, because the motor sits in rubber, we need to ground the motor, but we also need to ground the car. As far as the positive is concerned, your Honda is well known for having all kinds of different legs and harnesses and connectors and wires that go to the positive side. So if I was working on that plate, that car, the very first place I'd go is there. You have all the symptoms of an intermittent feed to like the ignition switch, which means nothing happens when you hit the key, nothing, nothing, nothing happens, or to a, what we call a main circuit, like the headlights that don't need the key switch. And so sometimes the headlights work and sometimes they don't. But the the symptoms that you give suggest to me that, and it started with a battery and an alternator, and you're never going to jumpstart the car by using just the cables on the Honda. That that never works. So mm-hmm. I, I want, I'm going to eliminate that from my, my database because that that's there's nothing there for me. But in, in the case of, of this, I'm quite sure the positive cable is missing one wire or it's got a connection problem or it's all you know gummed up or dirty or something like that. And on a 1 to 10 scale, this is really about a 3. And I would imagine that you'd probably get out of there for less than 50 bucks if they just fixed the problem as opposed to replacing the $150 cable and all the, the junctions off of it. So most of us will just fix the problem as opposed to selling you the entire cable. But that's what I okay. do. If you if you want to shop in your area to look at, um, go to MarkSalem.com and look at my best shoppers list. And, and all those guys are gray-haired guys, and they all know what they're doing. And this, this like I say, on a 1 to 10 scale, this is a 3. It's not a difficult thing to do. Anyway, 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. The lines are wide open. you got one in five chance. 602-508-0960. We're going to come back with another hour. <laughs> 